Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark. And yes, it's only been a week since my last episode, my special with Brian Blessed. But we've skipped the end, which is my main other podcast, which is a movie-based podcast, taking a three-week break. I know a lot of those listeners tune in for Mark and Me. And with us having that bit of a gap, I thought I would fill it with a nice slice of Mark and Me. So here I am with a brand new episode. And joining me on today's episode is my youngest guest yet. I'm joined by Noah Jupe. You may know him from sort of TV such as Downton Abbey or Penny Dreadful, but he's also been in a lot of films and big, big films. So a couple of years ago he was in Suburbicon, last year he was in Wonder, and this year he's in my favourite movie of the year, A Quiet Place. A horror that completely blew me away and I'm so glad it did so well. If you haven't seen this film, it's unbelievable. I'm a bit of an old man and when I go to the cinema I get annoyed with these people kind of talking and rustling crisp packets all the way through but it just annoys me. I just want to enjoy a film. So when I went to see A Quiet Place it was so unique. Everyone in this sold out screen was silent and I'm talking you could hear a pin drop for probably 80% of the film. It drew your attention and I'm so glad that people respected it because it's such a well-made horror film and not many people do this right now. There's a market flooded with bad horrors but this one stood out and it's a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it I kind of I feel bad because I wish you got to see it in the cinema but it is out to buy on DVD and Blu-ray on August the 13th so seriously go and do it you won't regret it. And tweet me or Facebook me your comments because I'm sure you'll love this film. I also just want to kind of mention the last episode. So at the start I said it's only been a week. The Brian Blessed interview was fantastic. I had so many good comments. This followed Mads Mikkelsen and that's a big, big name. And I was kind of a bit kind of worried thinking I hope people still tune in because it's not a name as big as Mads Mikkelsen right now in the business. But people bloody loved Brian and I'm so grateful. He had so many good stories to tell and to kind of sit there and read these comments on Twitter and Facebook about how much you loved his animal stories and his kind of character and what he was saying about Star Wars and working with George Lucas, people loved and that's what I really was hoping for because I was sitting here gleaming and smiling away at listening to these stories as they were taking place. So to know that you all enjoyed it is a dream come true for me. So like I said, today's episode is my youngest ever guest, Noah Jupe, and here he is talking all things about his career so far. So Noah, obviously at the age of 13, you're starting out an acting career very young. What was it that made you want to be an actor? Um, you know, I just always loved the idea of being in someone else's shoes. You know, it's just, it's so cool when you get to be all these different characters and experience their lives and... You know, I, every time when I'm filming a movie and I go to bed, I just think of all the backstory of my character and you can just get into so much detail about all the little things. And that's what I, that's what I love doing. And I love just, you know, role-playing and using my imagination. Amazing. So how long ago was it that you kind of thought, do you know what, I want to be an actor? Yeah, so I think it was about four years ago. Yeah. where I got my first job. But I had been doing auditions. But basically on my first job, uh, I, I, when I finished it, I cried all the way home. That, that's when I was like, right, I know this is what I want to do because I just loved it so much. And I, I just felt at home there, you know. 
a few years back, what were the sort of films you were watching that made you want to be an actor? Was there certain actors or films that you were watching that made you think, that's what I want to do? Yeah, um, I, I've been really inspired by people like Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon and everyone. But uh, one film that really made me want to do it, it was Stand By Me. Amazing. Which I found like incredible and I loved it and you know I I was like I want to be in something like that one day I mean that's a great film and the thing is you've got really good young actors like Corey Feldman back then and Corey Haim that were young you know hopefully is that the sort of career you'd like yeah definitely okay so what sort of films that you uh, would love to star in now because obviously you've got a few films under your belt is there certain films that you'd like to kind of be cast in or would you like to be in something like Stranger Things or something like that I I can't really say like what I would want to be casting because you know it's it's difficult because I, I I just want to be some, in something far away from who I am and like something that's a challenge and something that's like you have to work for and you have to work to you know kind of get the character and stuff. Um, but yeah, I couldn't say like I I would want to be in something that's like not been done before. If you know what I mean. Yeah. When I first saw you, um, it was in the TV show Penny Dreadful um, from three years yeah. ago. How was that, working on a scale of such a big budget and such a big TV show? Well, obviously, at the time, I had no idea what this series is. But like now, I understand how big it was. And it was just, you know, fun because all, you know, my parents were going, well, you're meeting these big actors like, you know, Eva Green and... And whatnot, and so when I got on set, it was just fun because they were just just meeting people and, and seeing them act. I was only in one scene; it was quick and short, but it was fun to be a part of it. It's a nice one for your IMDb page, isn't it, to see that on there? Yeah, 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 exactly. And then obviously you were in one of the most successful TV shows of all time in Britain, so Downton Abbey. I mean, that must be something that maybe your parents or grandparents were very proud to see you in. Yeah, I, I definitely have heard of that one before I was in it. But you know what? It was like, it was fun and it was it was just, you know, I like just being kind of hidden in it instead of the, the main character in some things. Just like turning up one day, seeing all the set, meeting all the people and then, you know, leaving. I just, and, then, and then watching it was really fun as well because I, I got my family around and and we all watched it together and it was like trying to spot me where I was. And then one of your first major films was a film that um, a lot of people really fell in love with, the film Wonder. How did you find adjusting from kind of a TV show to a film? It's actually uh, kind of quite the same. Yeah? I mean, I've never really done a, a full-on TV show where I've been in almost like every episode. I've only done kind of small parts in in TV shows, yeah. But I, what, what I've experienced, they're kind of quite the same, you know. Yeah. So with, with a film like that, and you'll see it was a, it was a big budget. You had people like Owen Wilson in it and stuff like that. Was it was it kind of daunting? Was it scary to be on set, or was it not too bad? Um, it wasn't too bad because like it's just they're all real people, so it's it's just nice to meet them, and it's kind of it's kind of awesome to see how they work and how they have become, yeah. you know, known for what they do. So is that how you kind of set your mind that you'd like to kind of follow in their footsteps? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so most recently um, you starred in one of the biggest films of the year, A Quiet Place. 
Now that is a big role. That's something you were committed to. You had to be on set, you know, daily. You had a huge part in that, being, you know, the son of the family. Now, how did it come about that you got involved in that film? So was it a case yeah. that you, um, did you have to go to an audition or read any lines or was it just a case of you had this no, meal? No, it is, it was, it was fun but it, it felt kind of nicer than an audition because we talked and he saw me instead of saw me playing a character. So he saw like my ideas and I, and it, it felt so much more calm and I wasn't like getting worked up over remembering, remembering my lines or, or whatever so it was really fun. So what sort of stuff did you discuss? Because that's obviously very different. Not many directors go out for an Italian meal and then cast someone in a film. Was it just a case of... <laughs> yeah. Did he tell you about the film and the script, or were you just talking about ideas, or...? Well, we got sent, we got sent the script. So yeah. We, we, we read the script, and we were just we, he was just talking, you know, about how he's going to shoot it, you know, and then, like, you know, ideas about changing things in it and ideas about the silent how how they keep silent and i was asking questions about what if they sneeze what would they do you know he was saying well they'd have like a certain like gas mask so when when you just have it in like your back pocket or whatever and we just came up with all these ideas and i was like wow he's really really thought about this this is like gonna be an incredible movie because it's like so detailed so that's why i really wanted to to be in it so what was your first thoughts then when you got sent the script and you read it? Because obviously the script doesn't have that much dialogue. There's not many lines to learn because most of it is silence and that's what makes the film such a, I think, such a unique and such an impact when you're watching it. So what was it like reading the script? Um, it was it was great because he, he is really detailed, as I said before. He, he describes things in a way that you can just picture it in your head. So I was, it's kind of... I kind of enjoyed reading, you know, dialogue and just description, and it felt more like you could see the characters more clearly. Yeah. In a way. Then, obviously, when it got to filming the actual movie itself, I don't think you'll ever work on anything like that ever again because of the impact of the silence and the way it's done and the sign language and everything. How was it? It must have been very unique. Yeah, it was. It was really unique. And, like, people always ask me if it was scary, and it was not at all. It was really lovely and everyone. And it felt really safe. Um, and everyone on the crew was just beautiful. And it was it was not only a unique idea and not only a unique movie, but also unique making it. I mean, do you think that helps with the fact that John obviously cast his wife, Emily, in it? So it's like a family being on set instead of just a bunch of strangers, yeah. Yeah, yeah it felt so much like it felt more at home. 
yeah. with them both on set. And they they did so well together. They were like, you know, they knew exactly what they, each other wanted and they were always talking and always sharing ideas and they weren't afraid to say what they feel, you know. And it felt it felt great because the, the lead actor and, and the director had a connection like that. So it just worked so much quicker and it went so much faster. It must be amazing. I mean, if if you can direct each other and have that understanding and respect on set, and then still go home as husband and wife, and it all works, then I think that's the probably the perfect marriage. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we saw their home as well, and and their kids are beautiful. I got on really well with them, and they they just it felt so much like home, so far away from my actual home. I think that's what made it so good as well because, you know, I genuinely believed watching it that the three children were the real kids of these adults in the film, the the chemistry you guys had. And I think that might be because of the silence. I think it might be because of the the bond of being there for the daughter and the loss and everything. But you just gelled. You just seemed to be like you'd been family member for years. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, I... Yeah, especially like me, me and Millie. Yeah got on so well because we were both from different parts of the world and we were both coming to somewhere we'd never been before so you know it was it was we were staying in the same hotel we always hung out we were always like you know every morning I'd get up I'd get ready and I'd go down to see Millie and then we'd hang out and then we'd go to set then we'd come back watch a movie and go to bed and it was and it felt like you know when I left her it felt like was missing in me because I we had her got on so well. So when was the first time that you were lucky enough to watch the film back? Was it um, at a press screening or was it at a the premiere or did you get to see a cut of it quite early on? Uh, well, no, I, I I saw it as the public saw it. I saw the trailers and then I saw it as South by Southwest was the first time I really like sat down and watched the whole thing. And what was your reaction? Because you must have been like, the first time I saw it, obviously I wasn't in the film, but I remember watching it and that, that first scene on the bridge where, you know, your your brother gets attacked. Yeah. And that just blew my mind. Yeah, and yeah, I, it did me as well. Because, you know, when you're filming in it, it feels really safe. I'm like, how can this be a scary movie? Yeah. And then they add the monster in and then they add, like, they cut it all together and it... And, and I was jumping at, at the things that I knew were about to happen, you know what I mean? And also, like, seeing it with such an incredible crowd, because it was South by Southwest, everyone was there to watch the movie, everyone was excited, everyone was, like, really enjoying it, and, you know, every time there was something, you know, scary, everyone would go, oh, or, you know, clap, or, and it was just great to see it in that, in that way. I mean, when the film actually came out, did you expect the response it had? Because full respect to John and Emily and everyone involved, it's a fantastic film, but horror is a hard one to get right. And it's in the last few years, we've been lucky enough to have stuff like It, and now we've got Hereditary. But this was one of the biggest films of the last 12 months, and everybody I know went to see it. You must have been blown away. Yeah, yeah, it was It was really cool to, to be a part of it. And also, like... You know, it's, it's not just a horror, it's, it's got lots of different, as you said before, it's unique, it's got lots of different things, and, you know, I thought to myself, it could either be kind of a bit, like, off, or it could be incredible, and I think people, you know, took it as an incredible movie, 
And so that's why I was really excited and I was really happy that I was a part of it. And I, you know, I technically kind of helped create it in a way. Definitely. And, and what the best thing about it was is as a, a member of the public going to see it in the cinema is when you go to the cinema now, there's a lot of idiots always being noisy and getting their phones yeah. out and eating loud snacks. This is the first time I've been to the cinema in probably 10 years where everyone was respectful, everyone was silent. Yeah. You could hear a pin drop, and I think that needs credit itself. Yeah, it's funny because, um, you know, if A Quiet Place 2 ever comes out, I don't know what, what's going to happen, but they, they should make, you know, special A Quiet Place snacks. Yeah. Because, you know, every time you went in the cinema, because I've watched it, maybe four or five times now because I've gone with all my friends and stuff. Um, when you go in, you can hear, like, everyone in the room eating or drinking or or coughing or... And it's, like, you know, it's hard when it's... Because it's, the movie's so silent. It's good, though. I like it. I love the fact that people weren't sitting there having, you know... The last thing you want is someone eating something noisy like <laughs> celery or something in the cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was really quiet, but... You just mentioned then, um, there is talk at the moment of there being a sequel, um, obviously with the success of the last film. H- how do you feel about that? Was that something you think, because it is left open, you know, at the end it's the mother there with yeah. the children still, they're, they're coming to attack, she's ready for them. Do you, do you feel like it needs another film or are you happy with it just being a standalone movie? I'm really happy with it being a standalone movie. Like, I, don't, I really have no idea what's going to happen in the future and how they're going to do it. I haven't had any word like from anyone about asking me to do anything, so I don't know. But um, me and Millie were always talking about what, what if they did a second movie, what would it be? And then, uh, you know, we were thinking of like maybe a movie set in, in New York City where, you know, the monsters attack, like take over New York City. So like wow. maybe a prequel to that. Or, I don't know, but, like, something like that would be really, really great. So, I, I have no idea. But, I mean, it. I think it could It could definitely have a sequel, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting, because in New York, you wouldn't be able to stay silent. So, I'd love the idea yeah, of just, yeah, yeah. It, it just blowing up and everyone going mad and trying to, trying, trying to survive. Yeah, exactly. And what have you got coming up in the next few weeks? Is there anything that you're now looking at doing, or are you filming anything at the moment, or how's the uh, rest of well, the year? Well, uh, I've just finished filming Honey Boy last week, so I'm back home in my house in England. I'm going in the in a month to start filming a movie called Ford vs. Ferrari with Christian Bale, and that's going to be fun. It's, it's like with racing cars, and I, I, lo- I love racing cars, so that'll be great to, to do and see how it's all made. Christian Bell's yeah. one of the best actors on the planet, so to get to work with him is going to be amazing. I know, it's going to be great. Well, thanks for your time again. It's been a pleasure, and um, I wish you all the luck with the films that you've got coming up. All right, thank you. So there's my interview with Noah. A nice, short, snappy interview, and I kind of hope a lot of my listeners are either on the way to work or on a journey in a car or on a bus, and it's just a short, snappy episode that gives you that kind of insight to his career so far. He's such a young actor and he has a massive future ahead of him. I strongly believe that in a few years' time, he will be one of the biggest names in Hollywood and people will be saying to me, wow, you got to interview Noah Jupe. And I'll be like, yeah, honestly, I knew he'd be one to watch. I'm that confident. 
His next film is going to be working with Christian Bale and he must be absolutely buzzing. Such an excitement in his voice that you could hear on this interview and I wish him all the luck because I really think he's going to go so, so far. I just want to say as well, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, jump on markandme.com. Let me know. My email address is on there, my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter. I read every single comment that comes through and I really do appreciate them all. So please keep them coming. If you love the podcast, it does help that if you sign up to my Patreon, I get a little bit of money. It's only like you can sign up for as little as 60, 70p a month. And that does help go into hosting the podcast, which I've just signed for another year. Even more bandwidth after Mads Mikkelsen, it kind of filled up about a six-month allocation in a week. But I'm not complaining, it's good that you're all joining in. But also it gives me a chance to travel and go and do more face-to-face interviews with people across the UK, but even further if I can. So go on to markandme.com, my Patreon page is on there, and anything you can give is much appreciated and goes all straight back into doing more and more podcasts. I will be back, not in a week this time, because Skip to the End's back next week. So I'll take another week out, and then I'll come back in a couple of weeks with a brand new Mark and Me. Remember, if you are on my social media, you can start guessing at the next guests, because I'll be putting pictures and photos and little hints and clues out there. But I want to say thanks again for supporting the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, and I'll speak to you all again in a couple of weeks' time. Take care.